massage friends. Welcome to the Massage Therapy Podcast. I'm Heather, registered massage therapist with a background in kinesiology. And I'm Nicole, registered massage therapist and medical acupuncturist. And I am super excited today. Um, We are chatting with Mark. Um, And you might know Mark from our good friend Krista's uh, podcast, The Radical Mm -hmm. RMT. He was just over there chatting with them. Thanks, Krista, for the the lead. (laughs) Um, We're pretty excited to talk to Mark today. um, And uh, I'll let him introduce himself and let him tell you what we're going to be talking about because we're pretty excited about this. Hi, Mark. Hi. Thank you, Nicole. Hi, Heather. (laughs) Um, I appreciate being here. I, I enjoy your show. Um, I, I like your, your take on it, on things, and um, it's very welcoming, you know, so I, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I, my name is Mark Liskey. I'm a massage therapist, licensed massage therapist in the state of Pennsylvania, the United States. Um, I am a certified neuromuscular therapist, and well, we have, my wife and I have a business, uh, two massage businesses in the Philadelphia vicinity. And we teach CE courses. We have some CE courses. And um, I have a blog that I've been uh, working at for like five years or so. Um, and that's sort of keeps me pretty busy right now. <laughs> Sounds pretty busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we have you on here today because we found uh, your story pretty interesting. Um, you have sort of gone on a voyage to figure out how we can, as massage therapists, uh, work and retire uh, what we do and not burn out after 10 years and have to find a new career uh, when we still love what we're doing. So if you want to like give us a little background on like what led you to this, um, that would be awesome. Sure. Okay. So um, I'm just going to start out by saying I'm old. Right. So I've been doing massage for almost 30 years. Right. So what led me to um, figuring out like how to survive and thrive, I don't want to be too, you know, catchy or anything like that, but how to, how to feel good during massage, be work pain free um, was about seven years ago when everything just sort of fell apart on me. And um, all the injuries that I had in the past were starting to really, um, compound and i was doing a lot more massage because my wife and i were doing this um sort of this espionage thing where we were looking at other like massage like a massage spa we're we're not a massage spa but we're like could we do a massage spa kind of thing so we went and did some work there at the massage spas and that just like doubled my load i had my own practice and it was like it was just crazy numbers and my body was like no this is not working and the problem was, though, if I was even when I was backing off at that point, it was my body was still rebelling. And mm-hmm. I, I went to the doctor. Uh, the doctor was like, you got cubital tunnel syndrome. You've got cervical radiculopathy. You got unstable shoulders. Like, dude, it's time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, oh, just, yeah. just stop. Um, and I, I didn't want to stop. I've been doing it for at that point, like 20 something years. And um, I had figured things out as we all do. You know what I mean? You go along and you're like, uh, this. you have a little glitchy thing happen and, and you're like, okay, I can use my other arm to massage with for a while. And then it gets better. <laughs> you know, you, you start, you figure it out. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll give myself a year to figure this out. And if I, at the end of a year, if I can, if I still have like the numbness in my hand and the stinging pain down my arm, then I'll stop. And mm-hmm. Um, th- that was the, that was just the premise. So I went into my massage lab. My experiment was the massage room and yes. 
I didn't really have time to do like um, people that weren't paying clients. I just had to go at it and be like, okay, how do I figure this out? Working, like eliminating one thing at a time, one variable mm -hmm. that I think is bothering me and trying something new. And that's how I proceeded. So I proceeded very slowly. That's why the year was helpful. Um, mm -hmm. And at, at the end of the year, I, I was I was happy. And I'll say that at I'm 56 now, compared to like when I was 36, if you did a 20 year like divide, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't want to arm wrestle me at 26 or 36 because <laughs> that 36 year old would beat me pretty bad. But at 56, I feel like I could do as much and in less pain. Like That's then awful. I didn't know how not to be in pain. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's, it's about efficiency and being effective and just, you know, going into the massage room with that understanding, like I, I want to do this for a long time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Now, do you might be getting into some nitty gritty <laughs> right yeah, yeah. away, but are you, when you say you're taking kind of like that cross section between being 56 and when you were 36 and you were applying it to like your physicalness, how would you say is the workload between the number of clients you're seeing in a day, a week, a month? Is it similar between the two as well? It is. In fact, um, it's been more um, in the past couple of years, just because we're trying to expand our business. So mm -hmm. um, I feel, I don't feel indestructible by any means because you, there's always a limit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I like, I like pushing the limit now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's definitely comparable. And at some times it's even more now. Um, right. But again, it's a completely different way of massaging. Like okay. the way I massage at 36 completely almost completely different than how i do it at 56. Awesome. so let's get into that when you were mm -hmm. in those first 20 years 30 up to 36 what would you say what are some key things you were doing at that time uh back then what i was doing like wrong or do yeah doing, like, like yeah that was, what you yeah. yeah yeah so i think a lot of it was uh the 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 basis was um uh, there, there's there's some psychological components. I'll go into those first, and then I'll go into more okay. the mechanics part. But I was aware of like situations like, okay, my shoulder hurts. Okay, but if I do this, if I don't work out tomorrow, then it'll be better. It'll be okay, you know. So I understood like what was going on with my body to some extent. Um, but the problem came when it really started to break down. Then I was unwilling to try something different, right? Because I was. I was locked into what I did and how I did it. So mm -hmm. those kind of techniques were not good for me. And mm -hmm. I kept doing them because that's how I do massage. And it became ingrained as part of who I am. It's like, there's some mm -hmm. signature moves I do. If I stop doing that, you know, who will I be as a massage therapist, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so it became some, yeah. So that was sort of tied into all that. So the kinds of things I did, I understood like how to lean because I think lean, leaning is a fundamental um, thing you should do to mm -hmm. save your body. So transferring your body weight onto the client to, to generate force. Um, yes. I understood that with my forearm, but that's mm -hmm. it. I didn't understand how to apply it with my uh, fist. I didn't even know that I could use my fist. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. that, that was my thumbs and my forearm and that was, and some massage tools and that was it. So, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand um, the nuances of leaning. Like if I lean with my fists, 
now I'm, uh, my table's got to be lower if I'm going to use my body weight as opposed to using any kind of leg pressure or upper body. And then I then that puts you in a position where, okay, so I'm farther away from the table. Now I, my back can be compromised because I'm a little flexed now. So I didn't understand how to use the table to support my body weight and also to eventually regulate my pressure. So I didn't understand any of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So once my, and the problem was when I got, when I started to really get injured, I couldn't use my form anymore because it would, it would trigger the cervical radiculopathy. And of course the cubital tunnel syndrome was like, so I was out, I was like, okay, I, I don't have my form anymore. So now what? So yeah. that's when, right. So it's a necessity. I use my form for everything. So. Right. Right. And yeah. that forms are great, but when you can't use it, then you know what I mean? You have to look for other options. So, mm-hmm. um, so that I didn't understand leaning. I didn't understand how to do that. And I also didn't understand I'm a big massage tool user and in neuromuscular therapy, they're big on massage tools. The difference was that they viewed the massage tool as a way to get to an area to like a trigger point or some very um, focused area of pressure and attachment or something like that. But it didn't matter how you held the massage tool and how you got there. And that was a problem because yes, a massage tool could save your thumb it could replace your thumb, but the way you mm-hmm. held it was actually injuring, would in, injure my distal digits and my fingers. Like it would just, okay. it would wear them out because you have to, you're, cause I'm gripping, I'm holding it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, between my fingertips. So that was a whole nother sort of experiment. Like, okay, well, how do I hold a massage tool? Because massage tools are great. They really do save your thumbs and you can get to really yes. small places or you know, even big places, but in deep tissue. But how do I hold it without hurting my hands? So that sort of became another quest. So I didn't understand that. I didn't understand anything about, though I did have like an inkling of like, okay, the massage tool is hurting my hand, right? You know, I can do only X number of massages with it before I have to discard or not use it. So um, those are two big things that I, that then I didn't understand. And I also would just use my upper body a lot in the massage um, so that my, I'm using the, my shoulders and I'm pressing. And I didn't understand that, um, I, I don't need to do that if I didn't want to do that. I can use my body yeah. weight. So You don't need to muscle through it, right? You don't um, need to muscle through it, right. Yeah, right. there's no need to muscle through any massage. So <laughs> I have a question. Would you say that yeah. when you were in school, they didn't give you the tools to know any of that? Like, did they just teach you to use, like, hands, thumbs, like, maybe some elbow? Um, like, was that not a fundamental of your education kind of thing? Well... You know, it's the the problem is I have to think back pretty far. <laughs> so it, when yeah. I do, it's not really crystal clear, right? So I don't want to like look at something, give it a total different, a total look, and when it's really not that way. But I do feel like my first teacher, um, her name is Telema, and we I went to a very mm-hmm. small school, and she was good at like pointing out things you were doing. So she gave me some guidance, but. That was great, but you sort of need guidance throughout, you know, like you need, no one gave me a plan. Like, this is how you, um, this is how you're going to, this is information you can use, strategies and techniques to massage. Okay, so so with massage tools, it was that the, holding the massage tool became the problem because it was Mm -hmm. like, it was great thumb replacement, but then it would, I'd hurt my fingers because I was holding the massage right. too, gripping it too hard. So they didn't, I, so with the neuromuscular therapy, they, their idea was, okay, you get the muscle attachment, 
afterthought was that, yeah, like it saves your hands, but it doesn't really save your hands. So no one in that sense really put it all together and say, hey, how do you go about dual massage for a long time without injuring yourself or being in pain? And I just feel like at the time there was also, I mean, Frimmer, I knew therapists who did Frimmer and they, they'd last five years-ish done, you know. Oh um, mm-hmm. There's an acupuncturist that I had my first, like one of my first off, quasi office space with. And he would always brag, he was from mainland China, he'd always brag about how much superior um, Chinese massage was to American massage. And I'd be like, great, show me. And he's like, yeah. he wouldn't show me. And I was like, okay so now he's just why well eventually he tells me because it hurts his hands it's like so he can't do the massage you know what i mean so like okay it's superior but you can't do the massage so i mean i didn't make that connection back then but i do now like okay so if the technique is hurting you why are you doing it like if it's brain surgery and you have to do a certain technique to save a life that's one thing but it's massage do you know what i mean like like You know what I mean? So you're, you start to, you know, we get locked into those things of like, okay, well, I have to do this because this is going to do this. And it's like, really? Well, think about it. You know what I mean? Like, can you, can you do it another way? So no, I was never taught all of that. And I don't think, I, maybe there is schools out there that do that, or maybe there are schools out there that do that. But I don't, I, I, I feel like what it has to be is like, it has to be individual, individualized, number one. Your body is different than my body. So it's got to be yes. individualized according to body types, injuries, um, and what you come in with, and also mm-hmm. uh, your body, your massage style, how you yeah. do massage. So those three things, I don't see anyone really looking at it going, okay, how do we save the massage therapist? Mm-hmm. I yeah, like I it. At our school um, at Sutherland Chan here in Toronto, we touched on it a bit, but it wasn't like a fundamental like lesson plan. It was teachers correcting you, instructors correcting you while you were in techniques class, while you were in whichever Mm -hmm. class, um, while you were in your, um, like working with the general public in your clinics, your student clinics, and they were coming in and, you know, it's like, okay, I see you're working on the traps, but like, you're kind of in this, you know, weird position. If you just moved your feet over here, right. Right. Here your wrist and your thumb will be straight and you won't be in this weird position. Right. Um, but it wasn't like you're saying we wasn't – and uh, like we have a lot of hours in our school. Um, yeah. And it still wasn't the focus of yes. it. And it goes right back to first aid or you're on the airplane. You got to put your own oxygen mask on before First. you can help the person beside you. And I think that just is exactly what you're saying, Mark, is mm-hmm. like you can only help people so much as long as you're healthy as a therapist. Exactly. Because you start, you know, we've all been injured, right? Or we've all had oh, yeah. an achy neck or back and we're working on someone wishing we were on the table. Yes, and then sometimes absolutely. resenting that the person, you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially if yep. they come in, it's a deep pressure one. You're looking at them going, oh God, like really? Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, but yep. you know, it, we don't really want to do that. We want to love our clients, like our clients and love our work, yes. you know? So it's, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't, I think the other thing too, with that, with, um, with not looking out for the massage therapist, it's, it's not, I, I think it's just sort of commonplace. And I think the, this, the um, sort of the unfortunate point is that with some uh, types of occupations like dentistry, 
you're mm -hmm. sort of locked into positions, right? So if you do yeah. certain procedures mm -hmm. and you know, you're using your body in a certain way, um, you have to do it that way. But with massage, it's not the case. Like you can mm -hmm. change things up. You can use your left hand if you're a righty or use your right hand if you're a lefty. It's, it's, it's really, there's a huge amount of flexibility in there. And I don't think we tap into all of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I just to go back when you're talking, um, like Heather, when you're saying about school, um, I didn't realize until like in doing some before this show, uh, talking with Mark that we didn't, we didn't really have that either, like an actual class. Mm -hmm. Cause I was thinking back and I was thinking like, oh, well, like, yeah, like I use my elbow and like I have my table a little lower. I'm also 5'2", so it's just low to begin with. Um, but I realized it was just teachers in class giving us like feedback to be like, you should do it this way. Or um, if you're pushing with a thumb and it looked like it was bending backward, I remember I had one lab teacher, he would literally come over and be like, no, like stop that right there. <laughs> like that is not right. okay. Um, right. And that, I distinctly remember doing a varsity sports clinic um, shout out to Josh. He was mm -hmm. incredible. And I remember being five, two and like pretty small girl working on like 230 pound varsity rugby guys. And I remember yeah. him being like, you cannot muscle through this. This is not something you can just decide you want to do. Like you're at a disadvantage. Um, and I remember him right. being like, this is how you're going to have to do it to make it work. Like at five, two and 130 pounds, I can't muscle through a hamstring. Like that's just not in any world going to happen. <laughs> of a right. linebacker. Right. Yeah. Of a linebacker. Like, are right. you joking? Um, and I really wanted to do sports therapy. So, um, the two semesters I did that showed me absolutely like everything, like elbows using the advantage of like, say bending a knee to 90 to lax a hamstring. So you can go in deeper without working against all, you know what I mean? Like it was right. outrageous. Like I never, right. none of that was right. taught in class. It was no part of a techniques lab. It was just simply right. like, if you want to do this kind of work, you're going to have to learn how to use your small stature and your body weight behind you. Um, and with that, I'll say like a lot it's of- the, Nicole's, It's like it was Nicole's survival strategy. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was absolutely. Yeah. And when I started out working, I remember um, being really surprised um, that, you know, people like, oh, you know, like your hands hurting your thumbs. I'm like, no, it's, it's actually my legs because of the squat <laughs> instead of like leaning over. Right. I have a lower back injury that came when I was in college. So just the leaning itself was not something I could do too much, like leaning straight over someone and hunched over. So I had to learn to right. like squat right. my body and move forward. And so like, just because of that, I was like, no, it's, it's my legs, like standing and massaging three straight hours. Like, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to have this position. Um, so in that I was given right. like a leg up. So yeah, but I didn't realize it wasn't like an actual class, like fundamentals at all. That's why I thought I'd ask because I don't know why it's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wild that it isn't, right? I, I, agree. I agree. And I think that's really cool that like when most people's like massage therapists, it's their traps that ache, their leave it or scap, all that kind of, yours is your legs. I mean, that tells me you're probably doing something right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because legs can recover, right? It's not like your joints. Yeah. 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 yeah I tried like yeah. big joints. Um, uh, I think something a teacher had, you know, small joints will burn out way quicker, right? Than a large right. joint. So you have to sort of like use those body mechanics towards us. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe just being small, like I kind of right from school was like, oh yeah, like I got to figure this figure this out, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I love that you kind of like saw that this is like a kind of like a dark spot in 
our education and in mm. our industry, really. Um, like our bodies are our tools. And with everyone, I think that can relate, like people work in office, they're working from home and they don't have the right desk, the right chair, the right tools um, set up for that. Like this is our body is our tool. So if we're not using it in the correct way, like how are we going to be effective, yeah. right? Like um, we have to look at as ourselves as the method which we're obviously giving the treatment and we have to treat it accordingly right i agree I, you know the thing is i feel like um so my wife is is not she's i think she's five two five three so she also you know has that built-in disadvantage at first if you're talking about that well t you know depending on how you do it and depending mm -hmm. on your conditions kitty cat sorry <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, i love it yeah um then you have she has also has like fibromyalgia to work to, to mm. deal with too. So you go in there and it's like, that made me, you know, start to think like, you know, how, you know, you really have to look out for yourself. I mean, not just for like longevity, but just for life satisfaction, work satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Do you really mm -hmm. want to go home and not be able to pick up that tennis racket and play tennis because your hands hurt, you know what I mean? Or, or play with your kids, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I do think it's an unintentional, like you said, uh, Nicole, like dark spot in the in the education industry. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure why it's there. Maybe I don't. I don't even want to speculate. I mean, I, I get pretty cynical <laughs> if I speculate. Do you no. know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, I just it, it's there, and um, mm -hmm. you know, it it, it shouldn't. We, you shouldn't have to learn it when you know 20 years in or 30 years in or even five yeah. years in. You should be able to work with it from the get-go. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So just to wrap that up, you've, you've, you know, identified your, your doctor identified, you had some conditions, some reticulopathies and everything. And then you took that year after that diagnosis to identify, okay, these are the things almost basically making sure I'm assuming you're very present and grounded in your treatments. And even though you're, you know, you're caring for your client, you're also checking yourself along the process of like, okay, basically assessing yourself too. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah. and then where did that take you after that? Once you've identified, okay, these are the things I need to change. Where did that, where did that take you? So once I identified the things I need to change, I stopped, I, I had some basic rules that I just put out there for myself. And one was like, stop anything that's hurting you. I don't care what it is, stop it. And that was really hard to do because I'd keep going, but I'd be like, oh yeah, that hurts me. I'm going to stop it. So I'd stop it. And then the next thing I know, I felt better and I'd be doing it again. And I'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, stop it. And that would go on two or three times before I'd be like, no, really stop it. You know? So, <laughs> um, that was like the first kind of thing, just stopping what I'm doing. And then the next thing was, well, it wasn't like the next thing because you had to do something else, right? So you had to figure something else out as you were doing it. So it was uh, like an example would be an example would be like the for my forearms. So taking out my forearms, what am I going to use? So I started to use my fists, and I'm like, okay, well, now if I'm doing deep pressure, I need my table lower because um, I really want to use my body weight, yes. right, to press mm -hmm. down or to yeah to leverage my body weight, and so my table got lower and lower 
and exp- you know, it's, it started out, you know, and then it got lower and lower. It's like, well, how low can I go? You know what I mean? So <laughs> then like, then I was like, okay, well now I adjust it depending on the client size coming in and the, the pressure request, you know? So I would, mm-hmm. I'd be like, the client would come in, I'd be adjusting the table and then running oh, back, you know what I mean? The next client would come in, I'd adjust the table and I didn't care because, um, and I, maybe I should have cared with my clients because they had to wait, but, um, but I, but I didn't because ultimately I was like, you're going to get a better massage because yes. I'm going to be happier. Um, mm-hmm. So making those adjustments right away as I was take, eliminating stuff was really the next mm-hmm. step. And um, I'm trying to think of another example, um, just with massage tools, it was figuring out like, as I was like using massage tools, like, well, I can only use this T-bar which the, the T bar, if you guys are, you, are you familiar with the T bar? Not familiar, no. Yeah, it's shaped like a T. Uh, yeah. it's typically a wooden tool, and at the mm-hmm. end is like a beveled tip or just, yeah. just a round tip or a flat tip um, on it, and that's it. So it's like a T yeah. and a little tip on the end, so a handle stem tip. Mm-hmm. And um, it's super simple, but it's like okay, so I can only use that one massage a day before my hands hurt. So then mm-hmm. it was okay. How do I use this? Um, without hurting my hand, how do I hold it? And then was like, once I figured that out, it was like, how do I use that more in the massage? Like, how do I glide with that? How do I glide with a T-bar? You know, how do I glide? So now I can use it in a relaxation massage. It becomes mm-hmm. like a, a thumb elbow replacement kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was figuring out, stopping what I was doing, figuring out, getting a substitute and, um, and then just rechecking. How's that working? Um, mm-hmm. is that, is that, and, and always the client was always a test. I was afraid that clients would start walking because like, um, wow, this is really different, you know, mm-hmm. different meaning this sucks, Mark. You know what I mean? Like I was afraid of that, yeah. like, or the head pop up, you know, like, what are you doing? Like looking, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't get that cause I did it slowly enough of change. Yes. I think my wife is going to dispute this because it, it really, because what happens and she's right is that the people that don't like something are probably not going to say anything. Right. And you may not right. see them again kind of thing, but yeah. uh, that year of like, and whatever number of massages I did, um, mm-hmm. I had one person that said, you, she just looked at, she said, you changed your massage style, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. And that was it, the conversation, but I never saw her again. So I'm saying she didn't mm-hmm. like it, but yeah. I've had clients for at the time 20 plus years and none of them changed. None of them said anything. Some even with, especially with the massage tools, they liked it even more like certain mm-hmm. techniques and things like that. So yeah, like my wife in the book that she, she's my editor too. So she was oh, like, okay. you know, you have to point out that, that this isn't like a slam dunk. Like there is some, you know, you, if you lose a client or two, that's mm-hmm. okay because you're going to gain clients the next person that walks in your door, you know, you're not going to hurt yourself to, to massage them. Like, I don't know if you ever had that experience where you're looking at your eyeball and someone going, Oh my God, that person is thick, tight and wants super deep pressure. And I don't know if I want you as a client, you know? So if <laughs> yes. you're giving, yeah. So if you're giving everything you do now to that person and they like it, they'll come back and, you, and you're not hurting yourself. But if you yes, right. try to do stuff that is going to hurt yourself and they like it and they come back, now you got a problem. Because that mm-hmm. person is going to be someone you really don't want as a client. All, your body doesn't want as a client, you know. Mm-hmm. Except so, that expectation, right? Um, right. Like what you can give and then you can't um, keep it up. I remember feeling that exactly. way in my career. Um, that, that mindset of 
what does the client want and how do I do that for them as opposed to this is what I do and this is how I, I do my massages, how I go about it. Um, this is like what I have to give. And if that works for you, amazing. And if it doesn't, then like there's um, in Ontario, 15,000 other massage therapists. But it took, it took a while to like get over that hump in my head being like, I just want to give everybody everything they wanted because I was so eager to please and help um, to be like, right. well, this isn't like, this isn't me. This isn't what I can do. Um, and uh, yeah, just being more authentic as to like how I want to make my massage uh, happen. You know what I mean? Because I think at least around yeah. here, a lot of people come in and they're like, I want a deep therapeutic massage because the word deep is associated with therapeutic always. Um, right. And they don't necessarily, right. I, I've trained my clients to like figure it out. Um, and I set the standard and bar for when clients, new clients come in because now I'm confident in it. But um, that like deep doesn't necessarily mean therapeutic in every sense of the word and just and right. feeling deep which is I think more associated with hurting like that that pain um doesn't necessarily mean yes. that it's making you better it also doesn't mean I'm deep at all like I think we've all had those clients where pretty <laughs> right. superficially they're like oh god it hurts like oh you're so deep and you're like I don't that's not no right. do you know what I mean or they're right. like are you going right. extra deep today or and it's like no you're just extra sensitive like you're sensitized like at a different <laughs> level and I'm using half of right. what I normally do on you but because you've been out running around or doing whatever it just hurts more and you just assume that I'm doing more work when I'm not doing any extra work at all right so um I think if we can right. acknowledge that as well, our selves like it we would be able to sort of move into what you're talking about <laughs> well I think I think you really hit the nail on the head too with the confidence part like you had the confidence to be like this is how I do my massage you know I actually didn't get that confidence until my body started to be like okay, I can't do it anymore like this. You know, something's got to give. And that mm -hmm. you came to that conclusion much earlier than I did, which, you know, that's great. But I, I feel like, you know, that is, that's, that's the key, you know, and mm -hmm. what we are, we, we are uh, people pleasers, right? I'm a smiley face collector. Like I know that. I mean, that's why we go into massage, right? It's pretty instantaneous. Mm -hmm. You do a massage and you know, nine to what 99 out of 100 times it's it's a good experience you may get that yeah. one where it's like oh, i didn't help you or you know yeah <laughs> but you get the you get this dopamine you get those smiley faces you know you're and yes. and you know when someone says go deep here or do the you know you just jump in and i think mm -hmm. it's just automatic and for most of us that's just our response like let's take let's sacrifice our thumb to get this job done you yes. know and you can do that for a little while you can do it for a while but it's gonna it's gonna catch up with it with you Absolutely. totally I mm -hmm. would um I would say that because my motto with my clients is especially like somebody new coming in like we talked about it, and it's setting those expectations where like I say to somebody I do work like I can work deep but I only work deep if your body is telling me it will let me work deep and then the immediate response after that is oh the harder the better the pain, no pain, no gain mentality. Right. And I say the no pain, no gain does not fly in my treatment room because nice. learning through, through um, Nicole here over the last few years was that like, just because it's what they mentally want or think that they need, that's not what their body is telling us that they right. need. So meet their body where they're at. Um, but we even had this conversation on Friday that, um, 
Nicole and I do a lot of skin rolling in mm-hmm. our techniques yeah. and skin rolling, especially over like the spine and around the hips and low back yeah. can feel like a deep technique, right. but it's not, it's not hard on us. It's right. not throwing all of our weight in there. Right. It's probably one of the easiest things for us to do, but feels right. deep to them. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, you so start finding that those tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those techniques. Yeah. People are like, oh, like, oh, that's really like, you know, because they get that jump like, ooh, ah, uh, whatever that they're right. looking for. Right off the hop. Because like, um, I think Heather does too. I start with skin rolling. I use it for a few different reasons. Like one to like just assess their skin integrity and the muscle and fascia right. and stuff like that. But two, it also generally gives people like that oh you're finding all those like pinchy places and it's like (laughs) yeah like it's not that hard I mean um some people do find skin rolling hard on the thumbs um I do know some RMTs that don't do it because they don't like the actual method but I've I've modified it so it's not hard on my thumbs um and and just the way that I've started to do it you know what I mean Um, yeah so yeah it's uh I love that you guys do that. I think that's a really cool technique, especially getting, and I like that you modified it too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to sort of like, to, to work for your hands, you know? Um, yeah. But I get that completely with people coming in and being like, yeah, I want uh, deep pressure, you know, you can't go deep enough. And then it's like, okay, actually I can go too deep. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can make you hurt, yeah. right? Because I have a mm-hmm. massage tool that will do that, right? And I just need to lean into that. <laughs> exactly. But, um, right. But I think it's a great way of just saying, you know, to the people in there and they're feeling everything with a skin roll, right? And over the spine. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to yeah, feel it's that. Like, Whoa. Right? So it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you can kind of show them, all right, well, let me, do you know what I mean? Like show you this more gentle, do you know what I mean? And you'll feel it. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Like I do feel um, with deep pressure. And I mean, we get this all, all the time. I think Heather's like people definitely disassociate the relaxation with the, the deep and something um, that I've come to know to be true is if you prep someone's body the right way, the deep yeah. tissue comes easy. Right. Um, and then educating right. your client that deep pressure and deep tissue are separate things, right? Like um, if I've prepped your skin and the fascia and all of the adipose tissue and the upper layers of muscle the right way for me to get to say like that super deep glute muscle, I don't have to muscle through it. You don't even have to necessarily feel it like it's deep because I've prepped all the work between there and there, like all the superficial like skin um, sensation, you know, like all of it. Right. Uh, And I think if RMTs looked at it that way um, and like licensed massage therapists, if we all just kind of collectively are like, Hey, right. Like, no pain, right. no gain. It's not a thing. I don't know why we're still doing that in the year <laughs> right. 2021. Right. Um, we would all be in a much better place. Well, I think the way that you that you both educate the client is like really a, a good thing. And because you're taking them through that whole process and you're saying you're just you're reframing it. You're saying that, you know, I'm going to show you why that's not, I'm going to demonstrate, which is like the most effective, right? But this is not, this is not the way you want it. And by the way, this is not the way I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're going to to get this. You're probably going to like it. I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. So, but you just just need to talk through it. Mm -hmm. Let go of like your preconceived ideas. What of a, a deep register massage therapist like treatment looks like and let me show you that without any of those I can get you off the table and you can feel probably better than if you just went somewhere and let them totally like beat you up 
right? Right. Um, <laughs> right. So I think that's something. I mean, it is hard. I'll say that. I do have clients, you know, they come in like, oh, you know, deep is like what I like. And I'm always like, okay, great. I can do that. And right. then it's like, that's not what I'm, you know what I mean? Then I go through it with them. Like, right. well, how does that feel? Or um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't, um, right. it's interesting. I find clients I think- just have a completely dissociated idea of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I agree. I think the, uh, like a testament to Nicole is, uh, I don't know if you know a little bit of her backstory, but I was her client when I wasn't a massage therapist anymore. And then I came back and I remember when I came to see her for the first time, because again, I also grew up in that sport world as an athlete and as a therapist in many different (laughs) hats as a therapist, athletic therapist, first responder, massage therapist, all these different things, kinesiologist. Um, So yeah, it was a kind of buying into the no pain, no gain. And then when I saw yeah. Nicole for the first time, um, I left, I came home and I was like, you know, especially was like, Oh, how was the massage? And I was like, it was good. It was a really good relaxation, like not taking anything away, but like, I don't think she like got into any of like the deep spots that I felt yeah. like I needed to get into, but like, I enjoyed it. I, it was great. The next day I had those doms, like the, the delayed onset muscle soreness yeah, yeah. that you get, but not to the degree of where I felt like I've had with other therapists where I feel like I literally was beat up and bruised. It was right. like, oh, okay, I feel that. It was like a good – I felt like I had a good workout, but I could still sit down on the toilet and walk it up and down the stairs type thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so to me, I was like, wow, she got deeper and worked those deeper structures more than I thought she did. Right. But I, but I, And then that's when the light bulb clicked for me of like, yeah, that's the way to – do it because I it's not affecting me afterwards. I'm still having these lasting effects. Right. I'm not in pain. <laughs> right. Right. Day, but and I also had the relaxation, mental, emotional part of it where I was probably hitting those theta waves and re- actually relaxing. <laughs> right. So that's kind of the testament where yeah, I think we're kind of the three of us on the same page that uh, if you prep the skin or prep the tissues and use tools, like you're saying, Mark, into your, into your repertoire that you can achieve these without throwing your body out of whack yourself. Right. And I I think you just hit a a, a important point too. It's like the relaxation part too is really key. Right. I mean, no matter what kind of work you're doing, I, you know, when I was first starting, neuromuscular therapy it was i made it i made it more clinical than it needed to be right so i was like the guy with the clipboard and you know, we're gonna work this muscle mm-hmm. this way do this this is this you know what I mean? it was like super clinical and mm-hmm. one time i was working for a chiropractor at the time and um he loved to like poke me and you know just like ride me um so the person got actually left and i was washing my hands and he's like uh how did the massage go and i was like get pretty good i think she, he's like oh really because she said what was that <laughs> after the massage because it was like it wasn't it was it was more I don't even know what it was it was like physical therapy like very antiseptic you know what I mean <laughs> the whole relaxation part was not part of it and then I'm as time went on I realized like yeah it's it's so important in, in the massage mm-hmm. any how you're doing even you get to deeper tissue you really want the person to relax let them do the work relax yes. you know what I mean yeah. so you can actually work those areas you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm I think we're definitely all the same here. It's like, you know, incorporate the relaxation into all that too. So you touched on it again, and it's a big question that I was hoping we could get back to. Could you go in a little bit deeper and let like our listeners know as well as myself, again, I'm only two years out. 
a little bit more about what muscular neuromuscular therapy is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So my take again is like a long time ago, a couple of decades, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's when I went through the neuromuscular training. Um, right. I would describe it as a very anatomical massage. So it's like origin okay. insertion. You massage the muscle body. Um, and you do it in a, in a way of an, there's an analysis to it also. Um, and it's a functional analysis, um, based on short and long muscles or mm-hmm. lengthened muscles. And, um, it depends on how strict you are as a neuromus- neuromuscular therapist is how much you do follow the theory behind it. Um, right. so for me, like the neuromuscular training, um, when I first started at the chiropractor's office, he was throwing me body parts, right? So I'd get a an ankle or I'd get a knee or I'd get a, you know, a back, low back. And I, you know, I'm green, I'm starting. So I would call him beforehand and like, you know, who do I have today? So then he would tell me, so I would look up the body, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which body part I'm doing, you know, massaging and like, where are things that sort of, so I sort of had a natural tendency to go in that direction. So at some point during my time with him, I was like, yo, um, I, I really want to get this training. And I asked him to pay for it. So surprisingly, nice. he paid for 80% of it. Yeah. So That's that was awesome. like the time. Bonus. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Right. But um, so then I, that's when I went to the train. And that that really appealed to me because it was very um, like work A, B, and C and try to get mm-hmm. this result. You know, um, the other thing they would, another important feature was trigger points. Uh, Jan Travell's myofascial mm-hmm. uh, trigger points. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big part of their. Um, methodology so mm-hmm. um but what i took away from it ultimately so i i in some ways i i, I practice some neuromuscular techniques i don't practice their methodology much okay. anymore but um I, I it gave me a, a firm basis in uh anatomy and also yeah. gave me um a, a firm basis with massage tools and um mm-hmm. how i approach things like pressure was was they had the pain scale and using the pain scale which which what i liked about that was we're determining the pain scale according to the subjectively according to the person's pain tolerance Mm -hmm. or you know lack of tolerance and um i use that a lot of times especially with acute conditions and i also feel like like we were talking about deep pressure to me Mm -hmm. it's the appropriate pressure What's the appropriate pressure for the situation? And figuring that out to me, it's like, that's that's sort of the key to a lot of massage um, mm-hmm. for me and the, how I practice massage. Um, so with neuromuscular therapy, it really, because you're also working attachments, you're, you're trying to find these little attachments and um, it made massage tools very important, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. thumbs don't get there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in, so in, in general, neuromuscular therapy is a very anatomical massage. So it's a muscle ins- uh, um, uh, origin insertion, muscle body massage, and it has a methodology behind it. Um, and it's still, I think, pretty fairly popular um, mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not like, it's not as um, popular as like uh, myofascial release or things like that. Right. So it's still like a Fascial very stretch therapy and yeah, yeah, it's still like a sub yeah. group. Right. Oh, cool. Very interesting. Oh, well, I was going to go off to um, both of you. Cause I know Nicole uses a few tools. Um, one mm-hmm. that I don't use, I use cupping. That's a tool I use to my advantage, but oh. the fact that you have been talking about 
the other ones, like I'm assuming like ISTM, more like ISTM, like the blades and things like that and what you're talking about. And I find I've been kind of diving into it a little bit researching because I've been getting some done for low back injury and I've never had it done anything with a tool um, other than cups before because and I I was trying to reflect on like why I was so hesitant to Mm -hmm. look into doing more instrument assisted uh, techniques and everything and it goes back to again school I remember in our school that it was heavily like don't go that route. Don't use tools because you can't, the the overarching theme that kept coming through was you can't tell what the pressure, how deep you're going for that person with a tool. You can, you don't know, you can't feel your hands are the best tools. That's the only tactile function. And then Nicole and I had a conversation because she has a, a thumb saver protector yeah, saver yeah, yeah. thing. Right. And she had said it, it just takes time Mm-hmm. And with use and practice, she's like, I can feel just as well through the thumb saver as I can if it was direct contact. So mm-hmm. I think both of you are <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. you're you're kind of making me go, okay, re reevaluate that that whatever you want to that mm-hmm. ethical thing I had ingrained into my head and actually question maybe that's not correct. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they will save my body and allow me to treat right. for the next thirty years. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's interesting you say that because, you know, part of um, like massage tools, like teaching massage. So I have do have some like CE courses about massage tools. Mm-hmm. So when I teach that um, in NMT, they they taught us like if, if you can picture like the T-bar and um, if your hands are wrapped around it close to the tip, mm-hmm. you're sort of gripping it almost like a pencil, like you not not. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't No one could see. I forget. We're yeah, not what we're doing. Here, so. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Nicole's picking up her hands. I'm going, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so once you start to like, the, the idea was, okay, so how do I hold the tool? So without hurting my hand. So the leaning came into that. So you lean into the tool mm-hmm. to, gen- to hold, to pin the tool between the tissue and your hand. So I'm talking about mm-hmm. the pressing tool, right? I'm not talking mm-hmm. about blades right now. So I'm talking about any kind of pressing mm-hmm. tool. Perfect. So once you do that, Okay, so you can you can generate the pressure by leaning. You can regulate the pressure by leaning. Then you're right. You lose sensitivity. So how do you gain regain sensitivity? Well, in neuromuscular therapy, a lot of times you'd have your non-holding hand down looking for the spot, right? So you're looking for the spot, looking for the spot, and you plunk, you know, put the tool into there. Um, mm-hmm. When I was starting to experiment with a massage tool and like how do I hold it without hurting my hand, it was like, okay, so my hand's down there. So what if I put it closer to the massage tool? So once I put it close to the tip of the tool, it became that sensor, right? So it became, so I could sense either um, coming or going. If I'm going in a direction, like I'm, you know, I could sense forward or I could have it on the trail, like picking up, what did I just work on? What did it feel like? Mm-hmm. So it's not pressing with that same pressure every time, but every now and then I'll go in and, and see like, what does it feel like? The other thing with your thumb next to the massage tool tip, it becomes a stabilizer. So now I could stabilize the tool even better so if I had to go into deeper pressure, I could still relax my hand. But that that guide finger, I call it a guide finger. So the guide finger down is your sensing finger. So that should solve. And then, like Nicole said, even with a wooden a hunk of wood or a hunk of plastic, you know, as a tool, mm-hmm. at some point, you will get a sensitivity through the massage tool. Not as much as your fingers, but the combination of, of understanding what it feels like, especially when you're on the table getting work done with a massage tool, mm-hmm. you'll get that 
feeling, um, you'll start to develop this sense of like, okay, I, I feel how much weight I'm putting in the massage tool. I understand how much pressure is going into the person, but my finger next to it is also sensing exactly what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So those kinds of things make it, are they going to be your thumb? No, but they can get pretty damn close to being yes. like your thumb. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So interesting. Yeah. The more you use it. I also, with that, I remember with in school learning with my elbow, I remember mm -hmm. being like, I don't like, how am I going to like move this around and like <laughs> right. deal with my elbow, like a right. trigger point or like tissue restrictions with an elbow. Cause your elbow doesn't necessarily have like a ton of tactile, like sensory. And I remember a teacher just being like, the more you use it, the more you'll understand mm -hmm. the difference between your thumb and your elbow, like you'll get it. Um, and when you say right. that, I also can translate um, that to, um, cause I also do medical acupuncture, um, right. a, a needle, like if you think like you just can like put a needle in someone and know like what's happening in there, like it's not like that. You definitely have to over and over again, like use those needles and you can feel then like when you go through skin, you hit top band of fascia, you get into like a boggy, like inflammation muscle using a needle and hitting like a bony endpoint. That's a sensation oh. I've never felt other than using an acupuncture needle, right? So, um, wow, right. <laughs> I think, yeah, like it's like, oh, yeah. that like feeling a, a bony endpoint with an elbow or a thumb, completely different than when you're literally in somebody's body hitting with a, the, with a needle, right? So, right. I think the reason yeah. I'm bringing it up is a lot of people shy away because they're like, I'm, un, I'm unsure about it. Um, and I'll, I will say this, when you're talking about the T-bar, the reason I keep using my hands when you're doing it is I actually used one and um, have one because I took an acupressure course long before I ever took an oh. acupuncture course. And that's what we used. So it was a T-bar and had a rubber tip to it. And I, you yeah. know what, it's funny. Right. Uh, um, I stopped using it uh, like... I, I still have it. I, you're wanting me to bring it out now, to be fair, because I'm like, why don't I use this anymore? <laughs> um, probably like a, a six, eight months after taking the course, I stopped using it and just started back to using my thumbs to do the acupressure because I just found it more comfortable. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, right. I probably just didn't give it the justice it deserved for me to like try it out and like maybe lower my table. I just remember it felt so horrible on the palm of my hand trying to like hold it. Like I wasn't sure, like it just, like you said, like I could do maybe one treatment and then my hand was like so sore from pressing with the palm of my hand. Um, so yeah, I probably, right. <laughs> like I'm yeah. interested in how you that went about it's... that because I have one and I never use it now. <laughs> So I have a, a, a massage therapist friend who um, mm -hmm. he, so one day he's, he's very tall, right? He's tall. And I was teaching a class on massage tools and I was like passing out massage tools for everyone to try. And his name is Matt. So Matt, I'm like, I give to Matt this like the smallest T-bar you've ever seen in your life. Right. And his hands are like twice my size. He looks at me like, really? And I'm like, whatever. So I just went and did something yeah. else and I came back and he was like, he had adapted to the tool. Like he was just a very natural and he had like used this little T-bar in his big hands and he had figured out how to use it. So the next day he texts me a picture and he, this, it's this mammoth T-bar that's made for his hands, like the size of his hands. You know what I mean? It's like huge. Yep. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, so I was like, okay, let's talk, you know? So he's, he's, he's good with carpentry and things like that. I'm not, I'm horrible. So he started, we started making T-bars. And oh. when we were starting to teach the class, we realized like, well, okay, that's a small hand. That's a medium sized hand. This is a large hand. And it's like, well, okay, so 
a lot of the women in the class have smaller hands. Like why mm -hmm. would the T-bar fit their hands? And it doesn't. So we started to make the T-bars with a shorter stem, sort of tried to customize that to the end that the response was that it was better. Now some, it just really depend on the person too. But I think part of the problem is your T-bar maybe just be too big for your hand and you may have to mm -hmm. get, get that changed. Um, mm -hmm. But there's the kinds of things that since it's it, they're not really used that much and there's not much thought into it, they're just there there's not and there's not much demand for it. So there's not much change with that. So that T bar that I had thirty years ago or whatever, twenty seven, it's probably very similar to the T bar you got. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there's not much change. Yeah. yeah, as long stem, it's a, you know the handle's like clunky and um, yeah, it's really but, thick, and I'm like wonky with my wrist on it because I'm not sure what. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, mm. And then some things that it, it's like, where do you use it? Like, what are the best spots mm. to use it? Like, if you're using it sitting down, and your legs and your arms are supported, like if you have your forearms on your knees, and yep. you're and you can you can you can use an IT band like super easy. Like you're not even oh, yeah. just leaning into it. So I mean, there's just yes. it's where you you know, you selective mm -hmm. areas too. So, but mm -hmm. I would say that, I, I would say that like a lot of tools, you can adapt to some of the tools, like how Matt mm -hmm. ad adapted to it, but some you can't because they're just not the right size for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, finding uh, tools that work for you and using the tools you have work for you uh, seems to be a theme we keep talking about. Customize it to us, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what we're talking about <laughs> right here. Yeah. Right, like um, the whole, yeah. The whole experience yeah, we don't need to of be afraid. Yeah. Right. Of of reducing your pain is to customize mm -hmm. the experience to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think I mean, I think you guys are like the example of like the massage or uh, registered massage therapist who you think about others first, you know? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like well, I always compare myself to my wife because she's less she's I'm selfish at some point because I will look at my body and go, No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Something's got to change. With her, she'll just keep on trucking on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But at some, so I'm wimpy, basically, you know? So that's my, sort of my internal look. I, I, I wanted to survive, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I just feel like we just don't give ourselves enough of that, you know? So um, if, if this is this is where it starts, right? Starting yeah. and just going into yourself, going, hey, how do I, how do I, massage without hurting myself and doing a good job at the same time. Absolutely. It sounds like um to what I'm hearing through all of this is kind of two it's more on the mental aspect that needs to change so that you can implement different physical changes like you said table height or if that's purchasing an electric table so you can adjust it at whatever height you want or go you know looking into tools and stuff but it sounds like kind of two mental things obstacles to get over one of stop putting every single person above yourself and you have to prioritize yourself at one point, which again, we've all mentioned, that's hard for an RMT to do. We wouldn't be yes. in this business if that was easy for us to do. Right. We are here because we have big hearts. And like you said, we're smile collectors. I love right. that term. That's going <laughs> to be, that's gonna be my term from now Thank on. You. But it's also, it's also taking funny on the flip side, taking the ego out that, um, we're not less than if we put tools into our go to learn tools. We're not less than if we don't subscribe to the no pain, no game. We aren't less than if hundred years ago, what our teachers told us in school, we realize in the real world or, you know, 
times have changed and evolved that the things that they were saying don't apply anymore and to open our mindset to really it just sounds like it's coming down to a lot of mindset change (laughs) from what I'm hearing from you Mark. (laughs) I I think so I think I think you summed up really well I I, you know it's it's you know looking out for yourself is not a a bad thing and ultimately at the end of the day Mm. we all have to and we all do ultimately you know what I mean like some people are like my wife is more generous in giving than I am. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like you, you're not going to do massage. You're not going to be able to, to do that mm-hmm. if, if you don't uh, take care of yourself. And I think, you know, like it's interesting you say people look down on massage, uh, using massage tool. But my answer is like, what does the client feel at the end of, at the end of massage? If the client loves your mm-hmm. massage, then who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a massage technique where you use your feet. You know, yes. if it feels, yeah. if it works, right, it's, it's not, they're not looking at you <laughs> observing. It's sort of that mm-hmm. other kind of like, um, I think we get caught up a lot of times in techniques and um, mm-hmm. just, you know, this is going to solve this problem and it's going to solve this problem. And it turns out that, you know, no one modality has carried the day. Like there's mm-hmm. no one modality that has like, totally obliterated all the other ones because it works so well you know what i mean like there's no there's no one standout why is that because some work sometimes some work other times you know what i mean and and there's probably some commonality that works but you know getting the job done is the most important thing right so if you're if your client's coming in for pain relief and you can relieve their pain does it matter if you use the massage tool yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Um, I love that for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to get into that mm-hmm. like mindset of one way or expectation. Like this is what people think massage therapy is, right? Like only right. using hands and you know what I mean? Like those spe- specific yeah. techniques. And I think that carries on like for a lot of RMTs who do things like uh, fascial stretch therapy or more stretching or you know what I mean? Like any combination. And we as massage therapists have this like really great place where we can make it our own because it is so broad like massage therapy right. um literally it doesn't say hand massage like you know what i mean it's massage right, therapy. right. Like, you have to use your hands right like it's like such a broad um term right. for like what we do that uh yeah in school they give us like such a small amount um and i'm wondering if like schools maybe uh, somewhere they can start like using tools and accessing them because I remember in hydrotherapy class doing um, mm-hmm. massage with ice chunks that they froze and started from cups. Yeah. We learned how to use ice yeah. massage to decrease inflammation mm-hmm. on trigger points and then to work them out. Have I ever used that? Oh, wow. Never one time because I've right. never had access to a freezer. <laughs> to be fair, um, right. but do you know what right. I mean? Like I've never used it right. or um, mm-hmm. like they taught us to do like cold cheap rat wraps like so you the what like the sheet is put in ice cold water and then you wrap it on your body and let your body warm it up it's like a whole hydrotherapy like lymphatic like technique mm-hmm. never right. used it definitely cool right. i absolutely can give right. it as home care to someone i'm not going right. to have someone come in and wrap themselves i'm not in like that environment to be able to offer that either but if we can offer things like that right. i'm not sure why i can't use something like a, a t-bar or yeah. um like a, a metal tool of some kind you know what i mean like it's really funny how like i right. i'll use a thermophore for heat 
Um, but the idea of using like, yeah, a, a wooden tool is like, no, no, no. Like people are definitely not looking for that when they probably don't care. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, and like you said, if they do, then they, right. they will go somewhere else and that's okay. We just have to let go of that and be yeah. like, that's all right. That's not what right. I do. And that's all right. Right. Cause the people who do come in and they get what they're looking for you, you got yeah. them for life. Right. Like they're never going anywhere. Cause you're like the therapist for them. Right. So right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, it's funny when you said the tools, it was like, um, Matt was at one point when I was teaching the classes, Matt was making some tools and Lisa, my wife is like, why does everything have to look like a gun or something? Do you know what I mean? Like, it looks like, you know, like, we, so we started to make tools and we started to paint them different colors and people love them. The, the, the paint didn't stay on. That was the problem. We tried yeah. a bunch of different stains and everything, but it's like, you know, part of it is like to make things look less, less intimidating to people to, yeah. to pick them up, you know, because you look at the T-bar and it's like, yeah, that does look like primitive and, you know, mm -hmm. like you could hurt somebody with it, you know? Yeah. So piece of wood. It, it is, <laughs> Right. It's a piece of wood. So it's those kinds of things that we have to like get work through to get to that point of like, okay, yeah, it's just as, you know, you're using a wrap and you know, what's, what's the difference in just using a T-bar yeah. or something like that. So I did have one that my dad made for me when I first started and it looked, it was, it was like a drill bit. Right. And it was like oh, maybe gosh. two inches long and it hooked and it attached to this uh, wooden bar that went to my shoulder, like, so oh. that it was long. It was like, 16 yeah. inches oh, wow. or something like that 18 inches and it would there's a brace there so that mm -hmm. i could like use it and lean so it was my early investigation of leaning but i never let a client see that because it looked like yeah. it looked like it was going <laughs> to kill them <laughs> do you know what i mean like <laughs> I, this is yeah. not a massage this is like torture right yeah i'm envisioning that i can only imagine and what i think yeah. of it when you say that is like an actual butt of a shotgun that you would like put in into your exactly like and that like, and i had a little <laughs> handle there right and i was just like that was oh, it oh man yeah <laughs> i bet yeah. it worked pretty good though wow. it seemed like it might it work all right in, in very specific areas yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but only, probably not right. doing that anything too shallow it's probably more of like a meaty <laughs> muscle area tool right yeah. exactly exactly yeah Oh goodness. So, so you went through all this and, you know, you, you healed your, your injuries that you were dealing with through just making these changes we're talking about, like reflecting mindset, changing table heights, tools. And then from there, did you start teaching and, and then that catapults you to writing your book about this or how did that come about? So we were, we were always teaching along the way and, um, the tool course, you're actually right. I, if I'm thinking about that, we were teaching, but we weren't teaching massage tools at the time. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, once I started to figure that kind of stuff out for me, what worked for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a class out of this. So that's when I started to do the classes on massage tools. And mm -hmm. then with a website, with the blog, I basically write about how to save your body and how to make more money as a massage therapist because mm -hmm. those are the kinds of things that they're related. Right. So the, yeah. the more massage, if you're, if you're a pure massage therapist and you're just doing massage to make money, the more massage you can do, the more money you can make. So that, that's how the, that's how those two merge together. So then I start to write about it and then that started to solidify things more. And then the book was, um, one of my clients encouraged me to, to write the book. So, um, that's when I wrote the, 
book and it's actually now it's actually going to hopefully be published this week we have a, it's oh, to the formatter and everything yeah so my <laughs> wife and i went through the editing like i said she's my editor we had our fights we we're up to like two or three in the morning she won no we, we had she did win most of them if not all of them so um but that's how we always do it like we always like she always like it she edits most of my articles and those kinds of things the blog mm -hmm. she doesn't that's why you'll see a lot of grammatical errors on there and everything <laughs> but um so we got to that point where it's like we, i just needed to get that done because it's just mm -hmm. it pulled it all together for me and mm -hmm. sort of made made it made it make sense to me you know like how did this like what is what is a plan that people can use like strategies and techniques and like i say it's not there's no one size fits all you pick and choose the strategies and techniques that work for you and right. it's it's a it's an experimental thing it truly is experimental don't let anyone tell you Mm -hmm. to do it this way including me you know what i mean like you look at it you decide you know what what's working what's not working um and it took me a while to get that because i became you know once i found something that worked for me i'm like well it works for everybody you know mm -hmm. and it's not true you know and i kept trying mm -hmm. and i would see it play out in the class that i was teaching like well okay well then you're just not doing it right well you know it's like well no my hand doesn't do that like the way your hand does that i'm not as tall as you you know it doesn't that that doesn't that that technique the way you're doing it just doesn't work with my uh my arm the way my arm because mm -hmm. my, my shoulder hurts so then it was like oh okay so one size doesn't fit all you know and now mm -hmm. it's it's like what what is the best thing for you and that's how you mm -hmm. pick out a massage tool it's the massage tool that doesn't hurt you it's like what mm -hmm. what feels the best in your hand what can you do so a t-bar may never be your favorite massage tool you know it may be you know i have a round um tip l bar that i love and i use a therapress it's a big clunky piece of plastic with a, a goofy little tip on it but i love gliding with that and i love just uh, because i figured out a way that i can easily glide and it feels like an elbow or thumb and it's like mm -hmm. it's almost zero strain to my body. So, um, but that may not work. When I had um, massage therapists and I was teaching the class, you know, that my therapist was too big for some um, people. And so there was a smaller version and some people loved it. Some people didn't like it. Some people liked the round, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very, you know, it's just very experimental. Absolutely. Figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. I definitely appreciate that. Like you say that like your articles and your book and everything is kind of just like, here's kind of some different strategies, like go and play and figure out what works for you. Because yeah, we do see so much out there and I don't know where this comes from in our industry. I don't know if it's the fight to be recognized, the fight to be appreciated against other, when measured against other um, healthcare practitioners. I don't know where it comes from, but this like my way is the right way. It's the only way, mm -hmm. um, an us versus them situation. And as soon as I kind of hear that out of a course, out of some sort of theory of an approach, right. as soon as I get that vibe, I shut down. I'm like, no, right. if you're right. going to say that you're, you're the God, then that's not for me. Um, so I really like that you're taking it as like, just here's some strategies and maybe you haven't thought of this perspective before. So I'm just presenting you with another perspective. Now go and play and try. Like, I really like that. <laughs> that really right. resonates with me. <laughs> Good. Cause it's, it's the only way I could go ultimately because I was wrong so many times. Do you know what I mean? Like watching myself, yeah. like teach the class and be like, well, that's not working for that person. So that's mm -hmm. not really accurate, you know? And yeah. then it's like that, that is truly the only way to go is to go and experiment, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, to me, it's like, 
it's like your client, right? So in this sense, the massage therapist is my client, right? So I have a book. I'm trying to sell the book to the massage therapist, right? I have a client and I'm trying to um, give them the best massage I can. It, it's If I give them like information that's not going to be helpful and actually could be harmful, then you know, I failed at my job, you know, so I, I don't want to do that. So, um, it was actually with a, um, with someone, with a study that I presented in the book. Um, I talked to the author of the study and it was a great discussion, everything, but he actually, or a conversation, I actually realized that I still had a bias towards how I do things. And that's really made me to, to put it in that, in those blunt terms, like these, this is an experiment. It's your experiment. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what works for me may not work for you, but here's some ideas to get you thinking in that direction, into into a direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You said it right there too. And I think 2020 is, 2020 and 2021 is kind of the, the era of like, just identify your bias, identify where you're, and then where you're lacking from that. And then go and learn, find ways to fill that gap and everything. So yeah, that's, that's really great. That's awesome. And yeah, we'll definitely fingers crossed for you for this week and yeah, <laughs> everything <laughs> goes smoothly for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, it should, it should. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I just, yeah, you can only okay. do, you, right. You can only control so much. So mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Is there anything you feel like we missed that you want to cover? I don't think so. I think the, the only thing I would say to, um, besides, you know, having aware and willingness to, um, to experiment is like, it's an ongoing process. So you have to monitor like what goes on afterwards too. It's like, it's not a one and done, which I thought it was <laughs> like, okay, done. You know what I mean? My levator yeah. scap doesn't burn anymore. I'm done, you know? Um, but it's not like that. It, I mean, it, it, as time goes on, as things change, you're going to have to adjust and change and adjust and change. And um, it's it's not a bad thing. No, not at all. No, just like for someone who's been doing it for I, a while. Yeah, which I appreciate. Like I tell my clients I love that you've been doing this. Long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been really cool. cool to say with my <laughs> clients. Um... <laughs> we keep getting. Sorry, go ahead, Nicole. No, it's all right. I you were like tripping out there, so I couldn't see what I was like. Oh no, what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> you can go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say what it sounds like you're saying again. There is that. Um, just like I say to my clients, their health is a journey, and you know, you don't just work out once and you're set for life type thing. You don't eat one meal and you're set for life. You got to keep mm -hmm. working on it, and as you age and as different stresses and impacts come into your life you're you got to adapt and honestly that's what the human body's meant for is to adapt so yeah that's amazing that's awesome right perfect that, that's so well is there said. anything yep. you want to anything you want to plug in here where people can find you if they have more questions and all of that fun stuff sure so um you can always email me at mark at make the most so that's marketmakethemostofmassage.com. That's my blog. Um, and I'll answer any question anytime <laughs> between clients or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then the other is um, the, the book is called The Pain-Free Massage Therapist. And I am finishing the website now. So it'll be the painfreemassagetherapist.com or painfreemassagetherapist.com. We'll, we'll get you there too. 
So mm -hmm. that's that's the book and that's the way to reach me right now. So I'm, I have so many different email addresses. I'm hesitant to put Mark at the painfreemassagetherapist.com because I have like so many, but I'm going to have to at some point. But right yes. now it's just yeah. Mark and make the first massage. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Perfect. We'll that. also put all that info um, in the descriptions. Nicole and I are also working on something um, that will hopefully be up just uh, a place where all of our listeners can go to find all the links, to find back, you cool. know, behind the scenes stuff, things like that. We're mm -hmm. working on that. So stay tuned. Everything for us is always announced on our Instagram. That's kind of our main communication point with everybody and main way to find us. And that's at the period MTP. So yeah, find us there as well. Mm -hmm. And before we wrap up the episode, we'll head into our favorite time that everybody loves. <laughs> <laughs> what has been in our little, well, I was going to say our little teacups, but mine's kind of a massive mug. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mark, we'll start with you. Have you been sipping on something this, uh, this recording? Um, Unfortunately, I'm only sipping on water. <laughs> it's oh, pathetic, isn't nope. it? <laughs> Not at all. Water is essential, right? It's water so boring, just... though. It's like, oh my god! It's not like ginger tea or anything. It's like water. <laughs> like, oh, water is it's literally half water. the ingredients of tea. So yeah. you're good. You're okay, there, <laughs> yeah. right? It's you guys are too nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Oh uh, yeah. What have you been drinking, Nicole? You're at the office, so I'm curious what you dug into. I am at the office. Well, I went into our tea drawer that we have at the office. And, <laughs> and by that, I mean the drawer that Heather puts tea in and then I take from. Um, <laughs> um, I'm actually drinking something from David's Tea. Um, no surprise, it's called frozen raspberry. So it's something mm. I think you can do hot or cold because yep. I think there's a common theme that I like my cold tea. I don't know why this is happening, but it is. It's the trail <laughs> I'm on these days. Um, and it is caffeine free. And um, yeah, it has apples and raisins, hibiscus blossoms, and mm. apparently carrot and yogurt pieces. Anyways, it's delicious mm -hmm. and tastes exactly like it sounds, like frozen raspberries. It's really yummy. Yep. So I've been doing that. I love that one. <laughs> You're probably wanting the iced teas because of the Ontario heat wave we've been getting. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. It's been <laughs> oh, really yes, hot. It's and bad. warm. <laughs> it oh, is. Oh. I think, yeah, today was like 28, it feels like 36 or something. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, how has it been uh, where you're at? With um, that? it's we've had you know it's it's not as bad as that, so it's mm -hmm. not. Yeah, it's we're not. But you know what? Here's the thing: I'm in air conditioning most of the time, so I'm oblivious <laughs> to them. It's like I, I walk out, I maybe sweat a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, it's hot out here. I'm going to go back into the office now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so. I walk out of our clinic and I'm like out of the dark room and I'm like, where's the <laughs> right, sunlight? Right. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so hot out here when I was just in the clinic with a blanket on my I know, lap. right? right. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I got a little off topic there. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I'm drinking, not David's tea again, surprise, traditional medicinals. I think it's kind of like mm -hmm. the ones you can kind of get. It mm hmm I want to say like your grandma's tea, but huh. <laughs> probably because I have a whole bunch from my grandma <laughs> and I'm drinking the organic um, lemon balm because my naturopath suggested um, this before bed 
Um, cause I get, I'm like a very vivid dreamer. So oh. this was to help maybe ease some of those vivid dreams of people oh. chasing me all the time. So, <laughs> so I figured I'd give that. It's nice. I sometimes like to mix it, like put a little peppermint tea bag in with it and it's really nice. So yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Wow. Thanks again, Mark, for joining us. We really appreciate oh, it. <laughs> thank you for yeah. letting me talk. I appreciate being here. Yeah. It's really fun. Oh. Yeah, it has been. Thank you so much for your um, like willingness to fill a hole that you noticed. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. Um, I'd like to give you lots of like credit and kudos and appreciation for that. Because I mean, um, although there's lots of RMTs, um, there's only a handful of people who love it enough to like go outside of their paid Monday to Saturday like hours and find some way to like contribute back into the massage therapy community and um, help us all out with maybe something we didn't realize was happening, but you saw a need and uh, through, through yourself and then realized you're not the only one. And I can honestly say like, I appreciate that you decided to pour that mm-hmm. out um, to us and coming here to talk to us. Cause I know we will have listeners who will gain something from that. And uh, that's part of the reason we started this whole podcast thing was to start a, a community and to really help each other out. So uh, thank you for that that thank you for all of it mm-hmm. well you're you're welcome but thank you for giving me the platform to talk and to mm-hmm. you know to, to have a great conversation and to learn so i appreciate that totally and hopefully maybe like a little bit down the road once the the book's out we'll have you back on and we'll catch up on how that all went yeah, oh, I'd love, I'd, that. I'd love to come back. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And this time Perfect. I will have some kind of tea. I will, it'll be better than water. I promise. <laughs> like, that is truly pathetic. Right. So yeah, That's I, I, I'm going to have to come up big next time, you know, right. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next one.